0: Welcome to As Told Here, conversations and stories shared in the public interest in Studio W at WPAA-TV and Community Media Center. As Told Here brings community media to where you are. Welcome to Artisan Stories. I'm Jill Roberts, and I'm here today with... Nicholas and Briglio from Passionately Pasta. And we're going to talk about pasta today. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me how you got into pasta.
1: It's a, it's a little bit of a journey. It's, a, I'll give you the, uh, the non Lord of the Rings version of oh. it. You know, years ago, I was, a, I was a chef cooking in the kitchen. It can be very tense and very, very, very fast paced. Um, and one day, a friend of mine. Asked me to make the ravioli for the dinner service. I realized that when you start doing something that requires your focus, it allowed me to really kind of slow down and start, you know, regaining control of like your breathing and and very zen. And for me, it was one of those moments in life that this is something I could do every day of my life and walk away happy wow so um, and that all
0: came from a ravioli
1: it all came from my friend saying i don't want to make pasta you make the pasta and at that time i was always up for a challenge i was one of the sous chefs and i did a lot of like the butchering and and the processing i was also an assistant pastry chef at the time and then he was threw this one on my shoulders and i said what's one more challenge in a Busy, fast paced kitchen, and lo and behold, it was just one of those moments where I was like, wow, this is a little, this feels different. Right. And uh, very purposeful.
0: But I also know from your
1: website, your
0: grandmother, do you talk about your grandmother? Having I do. Somewhat of an infl- I do. At least with the food aspect. I do. Of it. And
1: that goes even further back than when I was actually cooking. I come from an Italian family, so we always had the big parties and 20, 30 people at a party. I think that's a big reason why chefs do what they do as well is because it brings them back to that moment in life where things are um, wholesome, everything's there, everything's good. Everything that really does come from food brings a sense of happiness. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's having fun. So it really does remind me of the joy with the pasta. Um she would make the mac and cheese and it was, you know, every grandmother's mac and cheese or meatballs and penne were the best and they were the best, you know. She was not actually Italian. She was German who learned from my great grandmother who was Italian okay. how to cook for my grandfather. She was a great cook. Why I do what I do is because it does bring me back to the times when things were much more simple and happy and yes. stuff like that. Not the saying that things aren't happy now, right. but if you don't have to worry about bills or yeah. anything like that, yeah. you know, really, really wonderful time.
0: Your business name passionately passed. It's, it's fitting because this is a passion of yours. It is. I mean, even your, your tattoo. On yes. Your arm, yes. It's, it's, I it's, he, it's it. healing right now, but, um, <laughs> yes,
1: I actually just got the ink done last week. It was actually, um, an early birthday gift to myself. <laughs> and after seven years and wanting, uh, my next one, I said, you know what, let me, let me do something that I actually will never regret putting on my body. Pasta and was it's not... one of those things.
0: Tell us about your, your pasta products.
1: The wonderful thing about the pasta products that I do, I actually mill my own flour in my shop to provide uh, not only a different flavor with the pasta, but also it contains a little bit more nutritional density. I found out that by making pasta from scratch was great but I wanted to step it up further and actually mill the flour that I had um instead of using stuff that was from the store. So I mean,
0: what goes into
1: that process of milling? I actually have a couple grain mills um they are very they're big so I couldn't bring those for a uh for a visual tonight. I go right over the Massachusetts border to pick up my grain. And then i have these two mills that are stone mills and what happens is is you pour the grain into it and there's two stone burrs that actually grind it into a flour and then from that point depending on what i use the flour for i'll either sift it or i will just leave it naturally as it is which is why the coloring in the pasta is significantly different from that, that you normally would see in the store. I don't bleach the flour. I don't use anything that um, would adulterate the naturalness of the pasta.
0: And milling it yourself also allows you to get the, cons- the coarseness that you need yes. for the certain
1: type of yes. pastas.
0: You brought some pasta with you here today. Yeah. What are some of the other shapes, pasta,
1: that you create? These are actually an extruded pasta that I dried out. I have Rigatoni, Fettuccine, papardelli. These two here I have Campanelli and Crestagallo, which are two of my, like, my personal favorites because of the uniqueness of the shape. But I also have uh, Nocchetti, Orchietti available, and trotole, which, which is kind of like the cousin to Campanelli, so it's still like a curlicue kind of pasta. Um, those are my extruded types. I also do, you know, make lasagnas. Uh, I make cheese stuffed shells. My favorite handmade pastas are usually the raviolis that I do. They require a little bit more attention to detail, where it kind of does bring me back into the sense of when I first was in the restaurant making something. To be more hands on allows me to focus more, allows me to put more energy into it. I want it to be. Authentic enough that when people taste it, they taste it as if they were going to grandma's or if they were Eating at a really nice restaurant is that I wanted to show that pasta didn't have to be something That was kind of like an okay standard I wanted it to be the stand out
0: this pasta that you brought here today is dried is all your all of your pasta
1: It's dried. Oh, uh, no actually when I make the fresh pasta I usually make it in batches, and so after I get done weighing out the pasta, usually there's about several ounces that tend to be left over, and rather than letting those go to waste um, because they don't make a full pound, I will dehydrate them, and then in the next week or two, I usually have enough to make a pound or so out of the dried so it'll last for several months on the shelf no problem take me on the journey so you you
0: first start that first ravioli you're in the restaurant and you realize this is take me on the journey after that because you have a you have a brick brick and mortar I do I do so So take me on that journey how you got from there to
1: I was making pasta and still working in restaurants I would be working twelve to thirteen hour shifts. One night I would come home, make a ravioli dough, vacuum seal it, go to sleep, wake up the next day, go into work, come back for my thirteen hour shift, roll out a ravioli. In the restaurant I would be making ravioli or, you know, tortellini. And I know that there's so many more shapes out there than than just the two. And I was like, well, if I wanted to become good at this, I would start teaching myself how to make other shapes. One of the books actually I brought with me tonight, the uh, Mastering Pasta book, was one of the first two books that I started looking into. I fell in love with like all the shapes that were in there, and I was like, I want to learn how to do this. That's where I would make a dough, make a simple cheese filling, and then try to replicate a pasta shape out of the book. Became close to about 20 different handmade raviolis that I have taught myself since then. Taught yourself how to make all these different types of pastas, mm-hmm. and then
0: when at what point do you decide, I have to do something with this?
1: It was kind of interesting because at the, I would make all these ravioli uh, and pasta shapes, and I would be giving it away. Actually, multiple friends saying, like, this is something you should really look into because, you know, your pasta is... Is special. I wanted my stuff, my pasta, to be special. I didn't realize how special it was to other people. Okay. They all were like, you know, make make a make a business out of this, and I said, okay. Well, I've never opened a business. I've never done anything like that before. Okay. I had to come up with a name, and and I wanted it to be a name that I would walk into every day, and it would be a constant reminder to do everything. Um, with purpose. Yeah. Passionately Pasta was born out of the thought process and that took me a few few months and it would constantly, constantly, just constantly come back to this is the name. After that, um, another friend of mine who was a market master at the Wallingford Garden Market had invited me to be there. I started selling my, my, my pasta to, um, to the locals. The feedback was wonderful the reputation of the product started getting out, started getting into other markets. You feel like this overwhelming sense of responsibility to, to the people that support you.
0: Tell me about the process. How much of it is, is you forming? Because I know some of your pastas online, it looks mm-hmm. like you're actually forming each one. How mm-hmm. much time is, is involved?
1: Uh, it will depend on the, the ravioli. When I say ravioli, there's a generic ravioli. that People see the square yes. or the round, yes. you know, ravioli. Yes. But what people don't understand is that there's hundreds of ravioli out there. Every stuffed pasta is a ravioli, but not every stuffed pasta's name is ravioli. Okay. Agnolotti del plin, which was one of the raviolis I first got involved in, and it's a little pouch. And you can knock out 40 of them at a time, but they only amount to like a half pound each time. Carmele, which kind of looks like uh, like caramel candies, which I enjoy making. I like doing like dessert pastas with those because it kind of is like a little dessert in itself. My favorite one that does take a very long time to do is uh, Cooler Giones. And Cooler Giones is a ravioli from Sardinia. It's a teardrop shape, and then the fold is meant to look like a stalk of wheat, and not only is it my favorite shape to make, but it was the most difficult shape for me to learn for years.
0: I saw that on your website, and I couldn't tell if it was folds or if it was you taking something to make the the wheat design. No, no, no.
1: That's in each individual pinch that makes it. Wow. So... Each one can take upwards of about 15 to 20 seconds. What kind of dish would you use that in? They are traditionally used with um, like a pecorino and mint and potato. So very, very um, pierogi almost inspired. I've also learned that there were foods in my life that I enjoyed. So one of the more recent ones that I did was based off of like a fully baked potato. So it had, like, bacon, chives, sour cream, potato, and uh, house-made roasted garlic in it, and it was delicious. It's a pasta that definitely commands the respect of being the forefront of the dish. Since I mill my own flour and the fold in it is meant to look like a stalk of wheat, I didn't just have to make this. I needed to become good at making it because I wanted to show and pay homage to the wheat that was was used.
0: That's great. In addition to the wheat, mm-hmm. what are, are the other base ingredients of your different pastas the same? I know you talk about the coarseness of the flour it might be different, but is the base ingredient always the same? They are
1: very similar. There's Ones that are just flour and water, uh, flour, water, and olive oil, um, egg yolk, egg doughs. They are dependent on what you're trying to get out of the the dough itself. So if you want something that's like a little bit more rich and has a little bit more um, flavor, an egg dough is usually what you look to use. But if you want something with a little bit more stretch and pull, uh, with a little bit of olive oil, it kind of gives it that little extra pull when, without ripping the ravioli on you. Okay. okay. So, now the reason why I'm pouring it in slowly is because it's allowing the flour to hydrate properly. If I was to add it all in in one shot, the flour on the top would be soaking wet. In the Flour and water, which is strictly what's in this, the dried or the fresh pasta that I do, it has a very low hydration rate. If you have flour that's a hundred percent you're only going to need about 30 uh, percent water in order to extrude it through because it's being forced through a brass die. It doesn't come out looking too good at first so we get rid of that. Whereas a ravioli dough would require a little bit higher hydration rate. In order to form a dough you would need to use about 50 percent. 10 to 15 percent really does make a massive difference.
0: And I would imagine too that this time
1: of year and the humidity mm-hmm. are you're having to really feel and read the dough. Constantly I'm always feeling the dough, especially with the extruded pastas. Even if there's just a couple ounces too much water involved it'll screw up the entire dough. You can make adjustments to fix it, but it's better to kind of feel it before the machine starts kicking in. Okay. Otherwise, you're for an exciting trip for the next 20 minutes trying to push the dough through. A lot of it is years of practice. If it feels a little bit wet, but you know that it's not 100% needed, you kind of will allow the dough to do it work its way out and then in a few minutes if it still feels a little bit wet then you can add flour you can definitely play with the dough quite a bit it's not impossible to fix definitely is something that requires a little bit of touch and feel and go because i know it's the the ingredient list
0: is very simple you have your yep. your flour and your are your eggs local oh
1: yes i do not use conventionally farmed eggs I only will use local eggs to make my doughs. To have the best product you can make, it starts with the quality of your ingredients. Eggs, which I don't put in my fresh pasta because I know that there are people that are vegan, vegetarian okay. that don't eat eggs, so I want them to enjoy my product as well. Yes. But in my egg doughs, um, yes, I will mm-hmm. use Local eggs from other vendors, um, specifically the farmer's markets, which I work at, are awesome, awesome ways of me being able to source locally and then turning it around and putting it into my product for those to not only showcase their product, but to show what I'm capable of as well. (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> I noticed from your website, though, you, you do have recipes. I do. There's different pastas that you would use for different sauces and different meals. Yeah.
1: Any recipe you can get online is more than suitable. I just figured if you're already on the website, say, okay, this is a basic tomato sauce that I enjoy making, so this is what I'll put up there. And if you have the rigatoni and you want to make like a bolognese or something like that, yes. it's right there at your fingertips. And
0: that if someone comes into your shop, that's something that you could educate them on when they're... Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I actually enjoy talking to people specifically about the pasta. Being able to not necessarily coach people in what sauces would be complementary to the pasta they're purchasing. You know, allow them to walk away feeling like a a home chef that just fed their family and, and... made them all happy
0: and it's starting with pasta that's all ingredients that's locally sourced yep. with hands and your energy that's very passionate about it it's a, it's a great product you have a brick-and-mortar store in Wallingford yep. you also are at farmers markets yep. how how is this changed
1: your, your life? That is a wonderful question. It's changed my life for the absolute best. I love cooking with all my heart. The lifestyle, however, is very, um very draining. I'm still technically part of the culinary industry, but when I left the kitchen life, it was a very drastic change. I realized like, oh, you know, my little niece has got something going on. I can go be with her or Um, it allowed me to work on, um, a lot of things that I put off for years, um, mentally, emotionally, this business that I started not only changed my life, but it also helped me Uh, grow as a human being. It sounds weird, but I became more human than when I was in the the rinse and repeat process of going in and working, you know, five, six days a week for multiple hours and making someone else profit. And it was getting to be soulless for me. And when I came across pasta and I started doing it for myself, um, I was able to start fixing not living someone else's dream and not live my own it would not be a far cry to say that this has changed my life for the absolute better it has given me more than i can ask for in the sense that i can reflect um a lot more than i could when i was in on the line cooking for people And Like I said, I love cooking for people, but it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling to know that I did find something that means so much to me, and it is a wonderful thing to know that it is still providing for me, whether it's paying my bills or allowing me to think about what's going to happen this weekend or, or, you know, how to grow from situations that are great or situations that are not great i mean you know it really is awesome being inside my own four walls and being able to decide when i want to take a day off or when i want to go do something so that i don't have to worry about whether or not it'll be okay where do you
0: see your business evolving
1: i know eventually one day uh when i am very old and gray (laughs) that I will not be able to do the lifting and all this other stuff uh that is very much required to making doughs that question is something I always ask myself I don't think I ever want to get past like a 3000 square foot facility do I want to take over the country and the world with pasta not not necessarily I think you know we can uh we can definitely leave some room for other people to grow as well um, I believe in sharing is caring being comfortable enough to help at least just pay my bills and allow my family to go on vacation more than uh once every 7 years is is something I I aim to do you know I don't I don't have too big a demands you know yeah
0: you went from a chaotic kitchen yes. when you worked to being able to even though you're busy and you're working very much it's so. it's on your own time and and i i imagine too that when you're in your space and you're in your four walls and you're creating the pasta it's a very zenful experience you're working with your hands
1: you're creating it is right it is, it is, it- I think when I roll out the dough and I roll the sheet out, and it's something similar to this pasta roller here, it's much bigger and it's electric. It allows me to just focus on that one little shape. I have these little quotes all around my shop now, and I actually have this big wooden board that I make the pasta on. And in the in the wood I burn, do small things with great love. I believe Mother Teresa was the one that said that. It's a quote. That does very much live on inside my little shop because even though it's just one pasta shape or it might be a a mouthful or a spoonful of pasta to someone by me making them happy, it's do small things with the great love that needs to be oh. one of my main quotes it's uh, it's actually on my. Storefront. It's uh, through grace and grain we put poetry into pasta. These little quotes on top of the name of the business allow me to constantly be Bach on my piano um, in my little shop, and that allows me to be the artist that I need to be.
0: That's a terrific story. It was really good to talk to you. I'm glad that you came on, and thank you for being a part of this, and thank you for watching Artisan and Stories. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Jill. I appreciate it.
1: As you and you as well. Thank you. Do you want to see something that I have helped raise, continue to grow. Tell me about your relationship with Healthy Planet. So I host a pickup through my shop, Healthy. Plenty people can go and order online, and then there would be a centralized location where they could pick up. She's connecting the farmers yes. to to the artisans, connecting it to the people as well. When COVID shut things down quite a bit, she created something where essentially is connecting farmers and local artisans with one another, as well as promoting the importance of the local economy. Right. I fully, fully support it, 100%. Healthy, plain, eat.
0: Thanks to our local producers and Team Hercules for production support. As told here, conversations and stories shared in the public interest in Studio W at WPAA-TV and Community Media Center. As told here, brings community media to where you are.